Hello, hello, Colin, can you hear us? I can. Awesome. You're a little quiet. Can you you can hear us fine though? I'm a little quiet. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Do you want, should I change up my audio? Setup oh here? no, I th I think we're good. I can hear you now. KK or May, okay. can you hear them? Yeah, awesome. Loud and clear. Cool. So, um, Davis Books to Prisoners is a volunteer collective of students and other community members who seek to help prisoners further their goals of self-directed education and rehabilitation. From the autumn of 2017 until now, they've sent thousands of books to imprisoned people in multiple states. Colin, could you tell us uh, sort of like how you got involved in Books to Prisoners and what y'all do? Yeah, so I was actually a founding member of our uh, collective back in the fall of 2017. Um, and we, like, you know, things were happening in the country and in the world, and we didn't, you know, the future was and is unknown. And so we thought, we'd heard of, like, these kinds of projects, and we thought it would just be a cool uh thing to do and uh dare I say we were right yeah no that's really cool um so could you sort of walk us through like what the process looks like like how many people do you send books to at the moment <laughs> and um what's like the sort of like yeah the process or procedure for that how does that work yeah so I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm really happy to be here today. Um, thank you for for having me. There are a lot of people who who contact contact us and kind of have questions about this. Um, so we send so people send us requests mm. for you know a certain kind of book or, or or topic is what we kind of ask people to do. Send us requests based on a topic or genre, and then we send books out to those people, and those people can be in in one of, of multiple states or facilities, uh, including um, BOP, federal prison, mm. um, which, you know, can be in any state. And then, like, particular states we send to often are, like, Florida, Texas, California, of course, um, Oregon. We haven't gotten as many requests from Oregon, but they mm. do have a very uh, lenient uh, book policy. So we're open right. to sending our things to Oregon. And then, there, you know, there's other states that we send to here and there. And we'll, I think, you know, we'll talk about restrictions in a little bit. Yeah. But we're open to sending books, you know, anywhere. That's awesome. What and, do you... yeah, we, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what, um, do you send the most books to, like, California incarcerated folks? Or is it, or is it like, lots of other places, too? Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, yeah, like, we don't have a, a bias in terms of where we right. send books. Like we have like a geographic bias, right? But we do happen to get a lot of requests from California and we mm -hmm. do send like a lot to California, like maybe half or more of the books that we send go to like CDCR uh, facilities. That's awesome. I actually didn't know that y'all sent books to other states too. How did that, how did that develop? Like, did you just form, start forming connections with, other organizers in those states, or did you directly have connections to incarcerated people already? Um, I mean, there have been some connections, not a ton. Sometimes people email us, and mm -hmm. people are in the federal system, and they move around. Um, I think what's helped the most 
get the word out inside is like these newsletters, like getting inside various like, excuse me, um, like prison newsletters that get sent to multiple states. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those get like, those get passed around a lot. And then like once one person, like once one person somehow like hears about us, sends us a request and gets some awesome books, then we, you know, it's very noticeable that we'll like get, then we'll get like a bunch of requests from that Mm. facility because word gets around, you know? Right. That's really cool. So Colin, I was an avid reader in Davis just the Mm -hmm. other night and I saw this um, big display with like a little printout. It's really prominent. It's really beautiful. And there's, there's a bunch of different kind of books up and I assume, well, I asked them, what are these books about? Are these books that people have already bought? And they said that those were books that um, people had requested that others, you know, that, that, are bought, that are bought for them. So, yeah, I was wondering, um, I remember a couple of books that were there, but can you say what mm-hmm. kind of books are, uh, are popular? Like where, like, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so a lot of, I mean, like a lot of books are popular, so... Like you will, we will get requests for any and all kinds of books. I would say like, and any kind of book can can be popular. And sometimes people don't necessarily know that they would be interested in something before we maybe like send it or like suggest it. Like they didn't know, you know, like they might not know about something like say, you know, feminism, like that may be the first time like that they've literally heard of it. And they wouldn't have, like, requested a book on that because they didn't know it existed, you know? And so, like, things can be popular that that we might introduce to people initially. But um, we get requests for all kinds of books. I feel like what feels sometimes more popular to us, although it's not necessarily more popular, is, like, stuff that where we get more requests than we, than we are able to get books. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, like, particularly, like, kind of, you know, um, like s- stuff around like social movement history and particularly like black and Latino uh, history, like Mexican history, you know, African, you know, just kind of like African-American history and, and social movements around like anti-racism and stuff like that are, are particularly popular, you know, as well as like black, like biographies and, and kind of stuff like that. There tends to be more demand than, than sometimes there is supply. Yeah. Yeah, I think on their on their list or or the of the books that they had out, there were bell hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember the other ones. Yeah, yeah. From what and I've seen, there's also. Like I just really want to mention. I don't know. I don't know when you were in, but I don't know if it's still up because we were doing that with them for the month of March. So if you were if you were in in April, then maybe it is still up. But my yeah. understanding was it was for March. Yep, it could have been just the very end of March. Okay, yeah. So you had... Uh, yeah, but we're we're really happy to have done that with them, and, and we're grateful to them for reaching out to us. Yeah, I was actually about to ask, could you sort of talk about how that relationship formed with, um, like, local bookstores in Davis and Sacramento, like, sort of how you, um, like, if you have a history of doing that with those bookstores, or if that's sort of a new thing, and, and how that came about? Um. Yeah, uh, I believe... Um, um, 
Avid Reader reached out to us. Mm. We didn't reach out to them, and they were interested in doing this with us. They, you know, and they said, hey, you know, this would be a cool thing to do. And they were like, okay, yeah, sounds good. And we kind of worked out what it would be. And they, they've they been just, like, really super, super helpful. And, and yeah, uh, and one of us will go collect the books from them pretty soon. And a lot are still coming in, which is why we haven't done it yet, because some people did orders. So we're going to wait until they all get in and then go, go get them. Which, uh, yeah, so thank you to everyone who, who went and bought some of those books for us, because a lot of the books, like they're part of the reason we want to do stuff like that, and maybe we'll get into this more with like how people can help, but like not all books are the same. Dare I say not all books are created equal, and people in prison want, like, certain books sometimes, like Mm -hmm. books about how to overturn your conviction, for example, or it could be other stuff. It could be, like, you know, guides, you know, like Harvard Guide to Men's Health, for example, or something, and so, like, we, we often have more demand for, like, particular practical books then we have supply and it's like, it's cool when people, you know, donate books and stuff, but often we are, you know, and we, we really appreciate that, but it's, it's tough to get our hands often on like particular books that people really need. Like the odds of someone donating a book on how to overturn your conviction are like zero, like that's never happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to buy that. Yeah. Um, do you ever do you ever get people that just sort of that just ask for like random books like surprise me? Does that ever happen? Um, it does. And and then we don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you know, that that's what happens. They're just like, yeah, I'm just bored. You have to send me something to you. Right. I I have a question. I thought I remembered a few years ago that they changed some regulations and that the books have to be new books. Is that not always true or? Well, it depends on the facility. So I, I don't like, would you remember which like system of prisons that was? It could have been Oregon. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, does California. I think accept? that may have been Washington. Yeah. And I, like in certain circumstances, there have been these kind of like large populace like kind of liberal leaning states where we were able to push back against a lot of those really bad policies that were just being introduced. But surprisingly, there are a lot of, well, maybe not surprisingly, but there are a lot of states that do have really terrible policies that just like haven't been pushed back on enough. And we can talk, I, yeah, I don't know if we want to go into that right now or, or later, but, um, but yeah, a lot of places have really, really terrible policies, especially like local jails in particular, mm. as we know, just like the absolute gutter of the like incarceration system. And um, and of course, like private facilities, like who knows what's going to happen. Um, right. And uh, yeah, so so yeah, different facilities are different. We have like many systems of incarceration in this country. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um... Yeah, I think um, later we're going to talk about, like, get more into the weeds of what sort of restrictions you face. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think uh, let's get into a little bit of music, and then um, after that we can get into that, if that sounds good. Sounds great. Okay, sure. Wait. All right, see you all in a second.
Hey, Bianca. Hey, Emmy. How's it going? Pretty good. I was just thinking about how I don't have any plans for this coming May 12th through 14th, and I'm feeling pretty bummed about it. Still you. That's the weekend of the whole Earth Festival. Of course you have plans, because we're going. Oh my god, that just cured my clinical depression. I've never felt through it like this before. Come, Come to, to the, the whole Earth, Earth Festival, Festival happening May 12th through 14th for music, food, art, and community. Check out wef.ucdavis.edu for more information. And we are back. You're listening to No Police Radio on KDVS Davis 90.3 FM. Colin, you still there? Sorry, could you repeat that? I am. Yeah, cool, cool. I am here. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right, <good> <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. Um, May, you got a question for, for Colin. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, well, when I saw that uh, display last week, they had like a little printout with quotes from people who had read books that you had sent um, in prison. And yeah, I wondered if you could talk about that a little bit. Some of those quotes were really touching. Um, like, what do you hear from people who who get books sent to them? Yeah, um, we hear lots of stuff. Sometimes, you know, we hear everywhere from like nothing at all to like thanks to like a really, you know, more like detailed thank yous um, that are, you know, like you said, really touching. And we like to kind of, you know, record those anonymously and and have them around for uh, moments like this. So I can, I do have uh, some things like that that I can read. Some of them might be the same ones you read. Uh, yeah, I'd, lo- store, I'd, love, but, I'd love to hear them, yeah. Yeah, so... I'll, I have the dates on these. There's several, but some of these are, you know, from a few years ago. But um, someone says, I want to thank you, kind folks, so much for the quality books you sent a while back. All books are well cared for and shared with like minded convicts who choose to do time in a positive, compassionate, and nonviolent way. As an LWAP slash lifer, LWAP means life parole. Books are our escape from the prison blues we all suffer. Someone else says, thank you so much for my recent books. They are all amazing, and I've donated them to other inmates of similar interest. I'm currently applying to law schools and will be released in 2022. Wow. I will most likely get my first semester of law school in fall 2022. Yay. (laughs) I was wondering if you guys had any books that could help with my studies. Someone, these are actually progressing. I'm skipping some because there's a lot, actually. Um, someone says, I have been locked up for almost 16 years now for drug charges, sad but true. Therefore, I would like something of the mind. Um, oh, this is more of a request. I don't know why this is here. Sorry. Um, thank you, first of all, for the first time y'all sent me books. They have been greatly enjoyed. It's been a few months, five or six, I believe. I was hoping that you could help me out again. Mm. Um, Was there I one want to from... thank you for the last books you sent me. I am truly grateful for them. I'm locked up in solitary 24-7, so reading is all I have to pass the time. All the books you sent were great books. I enjoyed them all. Once I read them, I passed them out to others who could read them. Yeah, they went a long way to helping a lot of people. I appreciate your kindness. They should. There should be more people in the world like you. It would 
make the world a better place. Yeah, that's the one I really, I really remember, like, uh, just being really affected by thinking about being in solitary, you know, yeah. where people, um, oh, they really, really suffer, um, and, and what it must mean to have, to have books sent to you and to have books available. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, when I think about, yeah, that kind of thing, like, I mean, solitary confinement, for those who may not know, is, like, one of those things that the UN has, like, indisputably said is torture. Right. Um, you know, just another way that the U.S. is kind of, like, very much behind uh, essentially all uh, other countries um, in terms of its human rights practices. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. Um, I can't I can't even imagine what it must be like to to be in solitary confinement. It's like a whole whole new level. Um, could you could you sort of talk about like some of the restrictions that are faced? Like specifically, I was thinking like obviously solitary confinement is like a much more drastic form of imprisonment. And so I was like kind of guessing whether or not there would be like more restrictions to what people can receive in that. But, like, in general, what are some um, sort of setbacks that you face either, like, legally or, like, just, like, pushback from judges or whatever the case may be? Could you talk about that a little bit? Right. So I have a kind of story about that. So Mm. for those who may not know, there was this guy, Albert Woodfox, who was a Black Panther who, along with, I believe, two others, was, like, railroaded on some charges for stuff he didn't do and sent to prison in Louisiana. And there they have a prison called Angola State Prison, which is, like, four combined former plantations and are still basically plantations where people, like, um, do agricultural work for zero money or close to zero money. Right. Uh, and, and like, I think as far as I, I know, I believe there are repercussions for not working. Wow. So it is very much slavery. And, and it's like, these have been, this is a place that has been like a place of slavery for like multiple centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was there and he, I believe he was in solitary and they would say, we'll let you out of solitary if you renounce pantherism. Wow. And he never would and never did. And he did about, I think, he did multiple decades in solitary. Uh, I don't want to say exactly how much, but it was a lot. Yeah. It was, like, a significant chunk of his life, like, maybe more than half. And um, and then he eventually got out because of, like, human rights campaigners and, and outside support and stuff like that, you know, solidarity work. Mm-hmm. And I saw him actually on a book tour in Sacramento when he uh, came out with his book called Solitary. And... That book talks about, I haven't actually read it, although it's definitely on my list, but um, it talks about people, how they organize in solitary for just like very basic stuff like radios, um, you know, like more books and stuff. I think when he first got there, he said all that he had, all that they would give him to read was a Bible. And I believe, uh, I, I don't want to get my facts wrong, but I believe he, you know, he was Muslim. Right. And so that was kind of like, you know, kind of an insult. insult. Um, yeah. Although... Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, so he, so his book that talks about like how they managed to band together despite being in solitary, like people who are kind of like in solitary next to each other, you know, mm-hmm. um, that 
particular book is like banned in Florida. And Florida is like a good example of like, like Florida and Texas, it's like they have kind of good book policies and that they let us send books, but they don't allow like some, you know, certain particular books. Right. Um, Florida, I think is, is the most, um, it's a very political because like they'll allow, like you can send a book on the Spanish civil war or whatever, or the Russian revolution or something, but you cannot send a book that is like specifically here is how to empower yourself as a prisoner. That is not allowed. Wow. That is like very clear in their policy in Texas. There's other stuff like they've banned. I think they banned books from like Octavia Butler that like have descriptions of like, like crime-related violence mm-hmm. in them, I think I would guess is why. But then they won't ban, like, like they don't ban other books, like, you know, Wretched of the Earth is not banned in Texas or, mm-hmm. or necessarily Florida, but it's not explicitly about organizing prisoners, so it doesn't matter, I guess. Right. But um, so, but the thing is that those policies are, like, not great, but we can still send to those states. So what might be surprising is that, like, what's worse than that is these kind of like nominally apolitical policies where it's like we only accept books from publishers and Amazon, which is like at least 50, at least 25 states are like that. Um, and they all seem like every facility seems to be like will allow Amazon, except for the worst facilities ever, which are like, we don't allow used books, period. Wow. Um, so that is probably like the worst policy. And it, again, it's like, well, that for whatever reason, that policy can get away with being implemented because it's like, you, you know what I mean? It's not like there's, it's like, it would be clearly unconstitutional if they were like, oh, we'll allow Christian books, but not Muslim books or something. Mm-hmm. But they can't do that. But what they, but they are allowed to implement these policies of like no used books. And it's like, what does that mean? It means that, all books must be new, which in effect means people are going to get like 90% less books than they would otherwise have access to. So those policies are truly the most devastating. And I'll give two examples of places with that policy. Mm. One is Fresno County Jail. The other is uh, Minnesota State Prison, which might be a little surprising. Um, But, you know, there there are surprises out there. So, yeah, Texas, way easier to send, uh, you know, to get people access to books in like a Texas state prison, which recently also cut their banned books list in half, by the way, it was 10,000 banned books and they cut it down to 5,000. So, you know, kudos to them, I guess for doing that. Um, You know, (laughs) a lot more improvements that could be made, you know, in terms of human rights, obviously. Um, And, um, but like Minnesota, it's like all books must be new. And then Minnesota also has very weird prison policies too. Like if you, you know, if you touch, if you make any physical contact at all with a guard, it can be like multiple more years on your sentence. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So when you say that like, like in Minnesota or or whatever state um, only allows new books, does that mean that the prisoners themselves have to use whatever money or resources that they have like strictly in while they're incarcerated to buy the book or like can family members or friends send new books for them. Yeah, you family and friends can send new books, right? right. And that's what okay. often ends up happening. It's like right. unless you unless you have you know, unless you are having one of like the very few jobs that 
you know, pay what's considered like decent wages for prison. So like in California, like firefighters make mm-hmm. as much as a dollar an hour, which right. is considered like breaking the bank in terms of like prison labor right. pay. Um, uh, other people make like, you know, 10 cents an hour or whatever in California mm-hmm. um, or eight cents an hour even. And so it would take you a while to afford a $16 book. You know, yeah. you can do the math, yeah. right? Um, but thankfully, California allows used books, right? Um, still, obviously, a system based on slavery. So bad, but, um, you know, at least they allow used books generally. Another thing that happens in terms of censorship is, like, certain books will just, like, go missing or, like, packages will not be delivered. And this is kind of, like, the informal censorship that's kind of like, you know, cops breaking the law and getting away with it because they're mm-hmm. cops, basically, where it's like, they're, you know, right. mail tampering is actually a federal felony, I think, but, right. you know, cop. <laughs> who who watches The Watchmen, right? Right. Nobody. Yeah. You know? Colin, I saw that except you... K- except KDVS, I suppose. <laughs> 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 you send more than just books, right? Um, do you say yeah, I mean, we've, we've and... occasionally sent other things, but it, we kind of, we generally have our hands pretty full with, with books. Um, but occasionally we've, we've, we've wanted help in other ways. Yes. And so why, why, <laughs> what's the inspiration behind sending books to prisoners? Um, I mean, obviously uh, it's not something that we'd be doing if we weren't a bunch of people who really like to read and find a lot of solace mm. and like, and um, and just like life-changing insight and wisdom in in reading and and you know just like having a you know as a habit as a as a hobby you know as a way to pass the time and and just learn more about the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, so there's that, um, and I mean, I think. It, it helps people, like, with their mental health a lot. Like, people, you know, are able to get books. You know, if people are, you know, there, you know, you imagine in prison, nothing to do but talk to maybe a celly all day, maybe work out. Um, you know, uh, it helps to just have something to kind of stimulate your mind. Like, that can really make the difference between, like, feeling depressed and not. Um so it really helps. And I'd also like to remind people that like 90% of people in prison get out eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's in everyone's interest, uh, regardless of like your politics or, you know, what you think about police or prisons. It's like it's in everyone's interest that we be educating prisoners, helping them get like a good you know, self-education about the world and stuff like that. And another principle that we really adhere to a lot is kind of like self-education. Like, um, the the formal education system is leaves a lot to be desired sometimes. I mean, one example is that, you know, it's like it's very siloed. Like a lot of, you know, like there are people in the economics department or whatever. I'm not saying that this is like definitively the case with Davis or something, <laughs> but like there might be people in the economics department teaching a different version of history than the history department teaches. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? Yeah. And so like, and that kind of also shows up in the literary world too sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. Yeah, this is the direction. A, yeah. I think 
I think is really interesting because there's, you know, like, there's also classes in, in prison sometimes, but this is a different type yeah, of I education. Mean, there or there are classes in prison. There also tend to be, like, really long wait lists for those things. So, like, that's kind mm. of another thing that, like, some people have meant, not a lot of people, but occasionally people have been like, oh, aren't there already projects that send books to prisoners? That's kind of like saying, aren't there, like, do people go hungry? Aren't there already food banks? Right. <laughs> um, like, yeah, yeah, you know, but it's easier to be out of touch with people that are in prison than than people that aren't, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But, yeah, like, if you do the math, it's like PLP, last I heard, or Prison Literacy Literature Project in Berkeley, they're, like, I think the biggest in California, although I don't know necessarily all the numbers from everyone. But I think they send out, like, roughly 30,000 a year, right? Wow, and it's, like, awesome. we have, like, 90,000 state prisoners. That doesn't even count people in county jails, too. Wow. So, like, you can do the math. It's like that's one book for every three people per year. Wow. So, yeah, we could definitely be sending more. Yeah. Um, before the show, May and I were talking about um, sort of, like, how this um, mutual aid project is sort of like a non-reformist um action that people can help with that that books for prisoners is doing could you sort of get into that a little bit more and and flesh that out like just kind of like the politics aspect or kind of how people can help yeah um the politics aspect and we could talk about how people can help later too yeah i mean yeah i'm, I'm yeah we would you, you know a lot of a lot of ink has certainly been spilled about like what is reform what is abolition and i'm, right. I'm not going to kind of leave that alone for the moment <laughs> Fair. But if if people if people want to help us, um, you can donate. Like, yeah, you can donate books. But like, the truth is that we have a lot of books. Mm. We have a whole storage unit full of books, uh-huh. and we have, you know, lots that we're able to send people. But we kind of need particular books. Like, often people will send us requests for those books. It's like, hey, you know, can you send me Black's Law Dictionary? Hey, can you send me a book on how to flip my conviction or how to sue the prison or something like something like that? Or, or maybe like how like this particular book on like mental health or a book on like depression or a mm. book on like anger management. It's like we don't have a box full of books on anger management. We have like one right. or two on of that at any given time. But like it's something that people need help with. Right. And so, how do they... you know, same with like depression. Is there a list? Do you keep a list of books that people request, or do you, or do you do that through well, donation? So we're not really able. See, is that because of like the volume of requests and like the material, just like reality of the project, is that like we're not able to fill request generally, unless we happen to have it. We're not able to fill requests for specific books. Period. Mm. So we ask people to request genres of books or topics. So if someone says a book, books about depression, it's like, okay, we can send you like one of the five books that we have around on that. But then we have, we would want to be able to replenish that too. And so, and like sometimes people donate really awesome books. Like a donation we just got is like manifesting justice, wrongly convicted women reclaim their rights. Mm. Awesome donation. But it's just one copy. I'm not complaining, but it's, it's one copy. Yeah. It's going to go to someone and make someone very happy, you know, but we don't get donations like that every, you know every week and so it really does help to be able to like have some 
some money to use. All of this money goes to mm. postage and right. uh, like obtaining other books and like just mat- like material costs. We do not compensate anyone to do this. Mm. Right. People also do write, you know, both email and and in letters. They're like, thanks to you and your staff. And it's like, well, <laughs> there is no staff. Yeah. It's all volunteer. <laughs> no, that's really um, that's really really impressive. Yeah. I, I really I really love it that it's not a nonprofit. It's not. Um, it doesn't look like the goal is to become to have paid staff. No, and it's like I mean, if someone if someone listening wants to like drop us a real you know chunk of change that we could like have staff, I'm like, okay, you know, sure, we'll think about it. But we would always want most of the money to be going to purely material costs of like books, postage, you know, storage maybe, and um, we do also appreciate like. You know, I'll give a shout out to Haymarket Books and Pen America. They Mm -hmm. sent out like boxes and boxes of this one book that they did called The Sentences That Create Us, which is like Mm. specifically um, like advice specifically to people who want to write and become writers or like sharpen their writing talent in prison from other people who were incarcerated and are writers, including like Piper Kerman, you know, the main character in Orange is the New Black, like the real her. Mm as a chapter in there. Um, amazing, amazing book. Also banned in Florida, incidentally. Oh, wow. Um, because it's about empowering right. yourself as a prisoner, right? It so it's like exactly help. what they don't allow. Yeah. Um, amazing book, though. It's allowed a lot of other places. So we've been really happily working our way through sending those. Um, we usually send it along with a dictionary so people can kind of dictionary mm-hmm. the source, right? right? So people can kind of like, you know, y- use that as a tool to improve their writing as well. Um, so, yeah, so I guess what I'm kind of building up toward here is that, yeah, like, unfortunately, we do need money to operate. Yeah. Sure. Um, and <laughs> I can kind of, you know, give give the information to do that. It's also on our website, which I can give people the URL for as well. Yeah, so um, sounds like, uh, yeah, giving money would be awesome. But for people that can't do that, do you have, um, you were mentioning how there was, like, certain genres that are, requested more often that you don't have as much of do you have a list yeah, somewhere would, on like your website that is, says it, like hey it is here's yeah. this genre of books oh, that you can down donate that we would really appreciate yeah sure sorry i didn't mean to interrupt there oh, no, um good. yeah so there there's kind of like the we have like the broad strokes on our website but mm. i would say like really specifically if you have books on like mental health like how to improve your mental health kind mm-hmm. of like by yourself without necessarily a therapist or whatever um you know what i mean or like mental health workbooks maybe books on like how to learn a language Mm. or you know like workbooks on how to like do a skill that doesn't require like a computer or like a bunch of other tools at your disposal like the ie the prisoner could use you know what i mean um like those are really amazing and helpful um or you know like like journaling like books with like exercises on journaling or just like stuff that people can do, you know, like even yeah. puzzle books, like un, unused like puzzle books or like crossword or Sudoku kinds of books and stuff like that. Those are really cool. Um, certain reference books that are like not too old, like if you have like World Almanac 20, mm-hmm. 20 something, right. you know what I mean? Those are really cool. People are into that. Um, law books, obviously law books. Most facilities only allow paperback. So if we're doing, oh, really? I'm not, you know, I'm not obviously not endorsing the existence of any prison system anywhere, but 
I will say that the state of Oregon has the most lenient book policy anywhere. So, like, mm. when it comes to, like, books on how to do art, it's, like, if an art book has, like, a nude sketch, not even, like, a photograph, but, like, a sketch, mm -hmm. that's not allowed in California. So, like, there's tons of art books that might have, like, very loosely drawn, like, sketches that involve, like, someone's boob. And it's, right. like, we can't send that because there's a boob oh, wow. in it. Oh, like, okay. Like, these are adult <laughs> incarcerated people, sometimes, yeah, like, right. incarcerated women. It's, like, you can't send an adult incarcerated woman a sketch of a boob. Okay, right. got it. Makes total sense. The no boob policy. Um, um, can, I, yeah. can I give what I think is your website address? Uh, so that uh, if people yeah. were right now, am I right to say that it's Davis B two P? Yeah, the number com? two, right? Yeah, the number two. Like so, Davis B, and then the number two, and then P dot com. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And yeah, so yeah, I mentioned books people can send, like anything really, anything on mental health, mental health stuff, super, super important, especially stuff on like you know, depression, anxiety, how to get along with other people, um, like anger, um, uh, you know, all, any kind of, you know, kind of like specific acute mental health issues and how to deal with it. Stuff on dealing with trauma. Oh, mm. certainly anything about trauma and like how to deal with trauma. Right. Um, you know, because as I think we know, most people in prison, you know, been traumatized prior to ending up there and that may have played a significant role in why they ended up there and right. it's just kind of a you know a cycle of, of trauma yeah yeah um, um so i think we're, so we're, stuff we're... about helping people process trauma would be mm. that's kind of like maybe we should put that more on the website prominently but yeah that's like a really kind of golden you know that's like a golden nugget for us right there that's awesome yeah. So before we go, do you want to sort of just plug, like, if you have any Instagram or if you want to, um, yeah, say your website again or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so there are these little brochures that we made that were out at Avid Reader. I don't know where we're going to put them out now, mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll find places in Davis and wherever to put them out. Maybe we can keep them at the Avid Reader. But um, we have uh, our website, which is, uh, again, Davis B. 2p.com, the number two. Um, we have our Twitter, which we've kind of used sometimes, which is yeah. um, Books to Prisons. Mm. Um, it's a little confusing because in some stuff we're Books to Prisons and other yeah. stuff we're Books to Prisoners. Um, but And then we also have our email. If people want to reach out by email, it's davisbooksto.prisons at protonmail.com. However, everything is really on the website. So if you, like, forgot something, like, if you want to remember one thing, remember davisb2p.com awesome. because everything is on there. You're on TikTok, too, right? I think I've seen, mm -hmm. I think I've seen some We TikToks. are on TikTok, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah also, is that yeah, your I think, favorite platform? I think it's, yeah, I think it's safe to say we're against the TikTok ban as well. Nice. But general <laughs> pro-free pro, uh, speech. Yeah. I'm really, I didn't know about this project until, I think, I think I've just known about like six months, but I'm so impressed. I, I have to say, yeah, like, absolutely. thank you so much. Um, there's not a, I, when I saw that this was happening in Davis, um, oh, it was heartwarming. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, and, yeah. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, well, warm, warming hearts is what we're all about. So I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, us too. Us yep. too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Sweet. Sure. Well, thank you yeah, so much. We do, for... I, oh, go for we it. do make some TikTok videos. They're not that fancy, <laughs> but if people want to find us on TikTok, it's uh, capital B, capital P, books two prisoners, again with the number two. Um, I'm going to listen yeah. to you right away, Colin. Hey. <laughs> I had no idea. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I can't wait. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> we can maybe we can yeah, do if you want to like, learn more about what we do, you can check out C-O-C some of our TikTok. B2P. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Colin. We appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you. And thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate this. Yeah. Thanks for everything um, you do. The show. And yeah. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Take it easy. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye. That was really good. I really appreciated learning more about, about what they were going through with that, that org. I feel like I didn't know as much. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I didn't realize, like, that they send two thousand books. Yeah, no, it's insane. They've sent, yeah, they send yeah. thousands. One in one in every three prisoners gets a book. That's cool. That's pretty good. It's amazing. Yeah. Are so we I think we're gonna go into a music interlude, and then after the break, we're gonna be back with this week in abolition, bad cop, good project.
all know the sounds of stress, but you may not know that your daily stress can affect you physically. Stress can give you sleepless nights, a pounding headache, stomach pains, or worse. If you've lost a job, worry about your next meal, or having trouble making it through the day, we can help. Text STRESS to 211211 to find a solution. Georgia. Hi, this is Willie Nelson, and I need your help. Our marijuana laws are terribly unfair, and they make criminals out of law-abiding citizens. Nearly 2,000 Americans are arrested every day on marijuana charges, and we are unfairly destroying the lives and careers of hundreds of thousands of people simply because they smoke marijuana. These are not criminals. They are average citizens like you, good neighbors who work hard, raise families, pay taxes, and contribute to their communities. And it's time we stopped arresting responsible marijuana smokers. We need your help to end marijuana prohibition once and for all. It's the fair thing to do. For more information, contact Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Call toll-free 888-67-NORML or visit their website at norml.org. Once the communist has been recruited and trained, he then proceeds with his mature communist activity. Uh, radio station is under citizen's arrest in the United States of America for being communist and As being involved in murder and being involved in communist uh, the arguments of communism with the idea of including other people to communism. This is not the when I was young, it seemed Communism to me the whole wide world would soon be free. But communism is on the rise, and Satan has a new disguise. KDVS Davis, Communist Radio for the 21st Century. She's the biggest prize. The scientific exploitation. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> we're cracking up down here in the studio. Um, we're back. This is No Police Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I think we've got a uh, bad cop to talk about. And this one's real gnarly, too. You want to take it away, May? This week's bad cop is Joanne Segovia. She's the executive director of the San Jose Police Officers Association. And last week she was arrested or charged for using both her home computer and the police union computer and equipment to order, um, to order and mail synthetic opioids. The drug smuggling took place from October 2015 to January 2023. It's a long time, right? Yeah. That's a lot of smuggling. Yeah. With Segovia facilitating more than 60 shipments from Hong Kong, Hungary, India, and Singapore. Over the last three years, so this is just over the last three, officials intercepted five shipments to Segovia that contained thousands of pills, including synthetic opioids and fentanyl. Oh, she, yeah. I think they were distributed in the Bay Area as well. We've had this 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, San Jose is not super far from a lot of a lot of high population, high density areas in California. <laughs> it's this is insane. When I read this, I was like, and she's grandma. I mean, yeah. they even call her grandma. Yeah. Opioid distributor or something. No, I mean, this is the same thing that happened with the crack epidemic, like since the 80s, you know, like that's it's just um, it fits their narrative. You know, they're losing their war on drugs because it's fake and like just a power grab. And so these people feel the need to like make it even worse. And this fentanyl that's been around in i mean has been killing all kinds of people yeah especially in the last couple of years it's like scary yeah i remember one of my um one of my friends is a teacher and he was talking about uh how like the dea and all these like official people from the state came to talk to these high schoolers about um like fentanyl and stuff and they were like like fentanyl is no joke whatsoever like it's super dangerous um and, like, in the back of my head, I was just thinking, man, like, this is the perfect drug to, like, scare people with, to, like, scare them into submission. Like, people aren't going to want to do, like, anything outside of, like, what's okay by the state or anything like that. Like, if there's, like, this fentanyl, and I was just thinking, like, this, like, there's got to be somebody in the state or, like, within the police that is like helping and aiding and abetting like fentanyl Joanne? production yeah and turns it's joanne it joanne. <laughs> turns out it is happening <laughs> you can yeah. even see like these lists of her emails right where she's constantly making excuses for not having like made payments oh i'm so sorry somebody came into town and i couldn't get you your payment on right time, yeah she's the one yeah and what's like <coughs> oh, it's just no surprise yeah no surprise and what's even like Maybe even more scary is, like, Joanne's just the one that got caught. You know, this is, yeah. like, people, you know, that have been on the streets have been talking about this for a while as a possibility uh, and a reality with fentanyl overdoses on the rise. But, like, this is, you know, finally coming to light. And this is, like, because Joanne was messy. You know, she was using, she wasn't doing it right. But imagine, like, right. imagine if, if, you know, we all know that cops are incompetent, like, can't do anything to, except for the terrible things, obviously, but, um, yeah, so, it's just kind of sad, it makes you think, like, what other cops are out there, like, doing, pulling some other shady stuff that we don't <laughs> know about, you know, so. Let's, let's talk about something less depressing yeah good i like that, that idea a that's good, good. <laughs> let's do a good project we do have a good project um the news dropped yesterday actually i don't know if uh listeners of no police radio might know about camp resolution we've had uh somebody from decarcerate sacramento on before to talk about it um, but camp resolution is a squat in the arden area uh in sacramento region and uh, recently, that is yesterday, uh, they signed a 120-day or four-month lease with the city of Sacramento alongside the nonprofit Safe Ground Sacramento, which is amazing because Camp Resolution is like a, I mean, it's a it's accumulation of like years and decades of like housing and and houseless, houseless people organizing, um, but especially within like the past like six months to a year um, surrounding Camp Resolution specifically, there's been a lot of activism and organizing. Um, 
they were able to avoid a devastating sweep in November. Um, they've had a bunch of community support. Like there's been so much community support, like literally like bands coming out to play, open mic nights, like. So important. Yeah. I, friends of mine from the Bay Area are always being like, like they'll tell me what's happening at Camp Resolution. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, people really have heard about it, and there's a good reason. I mean, it's a site of incredible solidarity yeah, and strength. Absolutely. And I, I yeah, when I was talking um, with Mac and, like, other people that are involved with Camp Resolution, like, I think we were, like, all sort of in agreement, like, that the community support is what helps with these squats and what can, like, help houseless people the most. Like, obviously, like helping them out with like emergency p supplies and clothes and, and food and like things that they need that they communicate that they need on a day-to-day -day basis is super important but when we like show up as a community and like shut down a sweep that that's like that's incredible because that doesn't happen too often these days unfortunately like it's really tough the police are unfortunately what they are good at is displacing people that um, do not have homes and then that's super destructive then then houses people are forced to move lots of different places and um, they lose all their things and so the fact that Camp Resolution yeah. now has a lease with the city of Sacramento is incredible to know yeah. that you're not going to be swept that there's not going to be a sweep for, yeah for four months that's like psychologically a really big deal yes like, yeah it's just tremendous yeah no and the psychological like the mental i think what people a lot of people don't realize about like people that are houseless is that like that's like such a like emotionally taxing thing to like experience in in our world like not only just the like literal material conditions of like not knowing whether or not like you're gonna have food that day or the next day but like just knowing that like so many people like look down on you for like no reason and like there literally is no reason to look down on people out there like there are neighbors and um, I don't think people realize that like the emotional um, toll that it takes and that's sort of why like people get into like doing drugs and stuff but like part of helping them out is like having a harm reduction analysis and that's like wow that's a whole other conversation but um yeah i'm really glad to have um seen this like sort of happen over the past year um and be involved yeah. a little bit um and be able to provide a platform for people to talk about it too in previous episodes so yeah yeah really really happy for them really proud of everybody yeah absolutely now just keep keep that well, I hope they don't have to pay for their lease. You know, just keep. Hopefully, it can be renewed. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think they are paying for it. I think. Well, I was reading when I was reading the article. The site that they have was originally planned to be a site for houseless people, but then they found "quote unquote" soil contamination, and whatever that means to you know, um, and so like kind of use that as an excuse to like delay it, um, so. Hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed that this can be an ongoing thing and it can be sort of like a launching off point and provide some stability to people. Because that's really like what um, people 
you know, what is really helpful for people is like, okay, I'm on my feet for a couple of months and now I can like sort of figure out what I can do, what resources there are to have more like permanent housing. So. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, um, Colin, our guest. Yep. Yeah. We should have him on again to talk about iWalk. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I think we've got um, some music for y'all. Um, yeah. We'll Over see you, and out. We'll see you on every other Monday, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. We for will this. be back two Mondays from now at 4.30. Yep. Sweet. All right. Adios. Looking forward to a very exciting match tonight between Christ College, Cambridge, and McIntyre College, Keyboard, Keyboard, Drummond, Oxford. Beethoven! No conferring, I'm afraid I'll have to hurry you. <laughs> Christ College, can you take it? No. So I
that was what song was that that was baby baby by the lemon twigs and it is off the album it is off the album called do hollywood crazy i was there like a couple days ago because i'm from la and i was on spring break but yeah so that was that song and i think we didn't do the backup for the last couple of songs that we played throughout the show so prior to that was university challenge by the cleaners from venus off of their album i believe it was blow away your troubles yes off of blow away your troubles prior to that was i don't know how to pronounce this i believe it's swedish sawi soso off of oh sorry by cluster and it is off their album by the same name sawi Sowie, so so, S O W I E, S O S O. But yeah, and then prior to that, uh, Asleep at the Trigger by Autolux. And that is off their album Future Perfect. Really like that whole album. And yeah, prior to that, Morena by Tropa Magica. And at the beginning of the show, Escapemos by Hijos del Sol. And yeah, after you get out of the studio today, you'll be able to find the playlist on the website, kdvs.org. Um, and yeah, this has been No Police Radio here on KDVS 90.3 FM. Big, big shout out to Juniper and May. They absolutely killed it, as per usual. I um, feel like we really never miss here on No Police Radio. It's always it's always a W. Um, some people can disagree, but simply that they'd be wrong um let's see but yeah i think i'm gonna play a couple messages for y'all and then probably two more songs i think we got time for about two more maybe one more i think we'll have time for one more but first i'll play a couple of messages 
have no insurance? Women's Health Specialists is a women-run clinic that provides free gynecological and birth control services to help women make the best healthcare decisions. Women's Health Specialists is now located at 1750 Wright Street at Alta Arden in Sacramento. For information, call 916-451-0621 or visit their website at www.womenshealthspecialists.org. Take this, brother. May it serve you well. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... The Pirate. Plain metal, punk, and hardcore. Friday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Fazendo colmeia, 